Hello and welcome to Main Menu for the week of May 2nd, 2014. I'm Chase Crispin, executive producer of Main Menu, here to host the program this week while David Tanner is off enjoying a vacation. On this week's Main Menu, we are wrapping up our coverage of the CSUN 2014 conference that took place in San Diego about a month ago in March. Thanks to the Cerro Talk Podcast Network, we will be airing several interviews today to wrap up our coverage of CSUN 2014. Today on Main Menu, you will be hearing from Code Factory, GW Micro, Bookshare, AI Squared, Freedom Scientific, APH, and Dolphin. Many of the stories that you will hear in this program have not yet been covered on Main Menu. We do plan to interview some of these companies ourselves as their products continue to develop, and we are also looking at doing some demos of the products discussed in these interviews. But we hope that hearing some of the coverage from the CSUN conference from Talk will give you a good idea of some of the new releases that came from the conference. We are not airing all of the SPN coverage of CSUN 2014, so if you would like to find all of the content available from the Talk Podcast Network, please visit http colon slash slash www.serotech.com slash spn. You can also find all of the content available from the Talk Podcast Network by downloading the iBlink radio app, which is free for iOS and Android devices. All of us here at Main Menu and ACB Radio would like to thank the Talk Podcast Network for partnering with us and allowing us to air some of their excellent coverage of CSUN 2014. We hope you enjoy it, find it helpful, and we look forward to partnering with Talk in the future for more convention coverage. Without any further delays, let's get into this week's main menu covering all of the news from CSUN 2014, and we hope you enjoy the program. Joe Steinkamp live on the floor of CSUN 2014 San Diego, and I'm just getting into the thick of things with Melanie from Code Factory. We're just starting, but you've already got a crowd around you. That's really good news. Yeah, either that or we're really slow attending them. (laughs) (laughs) No, with this wonderful news that you guys have got, I can't see that that's a... No, No, we've had a lot of people coming, running around over to our booth, which is great to really see eloquence, ETI eloquence for Android. Uh So And so far, the feedback has been really great. People said, oh, finally, we will get our voice back. Yay. Yay. Yeah, not vocalizer anymore. No. Well, the the good thing is that the ETI Eloquence Uh will work with all other applications, so it's not tied to our mobile accessibility. It will work for all TalkBack users. They can go purchase ETI Eloquence on the Google Play and then use it with their TalkBack or with our mobile accessibility or any other accessibility solution using... A TTS. That is fantastic. And like you said, it's something that everybody's been looking for. and It's kind of that voice that everybody's used to. I had a demonstration earlier we'll add in to the interview. Really fast, very responsive, really impressive, especially on the phones that was demonstrated on. Okay, so... Now I'm going to go to, to settings. Okay. Are you hearing? Yeah, I got him. And so that's on talk. You're using TalkBack to be able to get to 
that. And it still uh, doesn't get in the way of um, any of the uh, talkback sounds that are there. And it interrupts really well. Do you have all the speech rate? Okay. Listen to an example. Play a short demonstration. Speech rate. Speech rate. Speech rate. Clear. Faster. Text the speech output. Wow. Okay. Speech rate. Listen to an example. This is an example of speech synthesis in English. Okay. There are several languages. English, Finnish, French, German, Italian, Portuguese, Spanish. So a lot of languages yeah, international. Yeah, all, all support. And you can change also here the pitch. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Then, uh, this app also includes a user dictionary. You can add your own words and how you want to spell it. Exactly, okay. And the thing is, it's pretty, pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very responsive. I was about to say, but there's no lag. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just goes right ahead, and, and wherever you're placing it, you can move around. It's really, really, really fast. Wow, that is amazing. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. But um, that is one of your big news here at the show. You've also got some other things going on as well. Um, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we're still offering our mobile accessibility for Android here in the US yep. quite a lot. On Either all the carriers? Yes, we're offering with AT&T and then the Sprint Group. Uh -huh. So. And of course I have mine through Verizon. Not anymore, unfortunately. Okay. You still have yours because... Because it, it, it was through it right the Google Play, time, right? Exactly, okay. but they took it off around Christmas time. Okay, so. but you can still purchase it through the Google Play Store? Oh yes, of course. Well, there you go. Yes. Right, okay. That's great. And, and then we also want to be here, Britt, in our mission of accessibility consulting. Okay. To really assure that now we all have accessible platforms. Every platform now has an accessible solution. Correct. Now we run into this huge problem, as you all know. Apps are not accessible. Right. And unfortunately, not something we can solve if it's not done by the actual application developers. So now here, we're really focusing on that topic as well, trying to get carriers, operating system manufacturers, phone manufacturers, all the people that want to put applications on their devices request accessibility. Cool. Well, yeah. I can't keep you too long because you've got a crowd for me. <laughs> but definitely, where can people find more about Code Factory and where can they follow you on social media and learn more about the products that Code Factory makes? I think for more information and get our links for Twitter and Facebook, just mm -hmm. go to www.codefactory.es and you'll find all the information you need. Melanie, thank you so much for your time thank today. Thank you, Joe. And good luck on the show. Thank you very much. For CSUN 2014, sponsored by HIMS, this is Joe Steinkamp for the Saratok Podcast Network. Hi, I'm David Tanner, your host here on Main Menu, and I'm just coming to you today to remind you that we are always looking for folks to provide more information for us as to what they would like to hear on Main Menu. We are interested in knowing what you are interested in and would like to hear on Main Menu, and we're also interested in having people present technology information and presentations on Main Menu that you may like to present yourself. If you are interested in 
presenting a presentation for us on Main Menu about some technology that you know about and think our listeners would be interested in. We'd love to hear from you if you have ideas that you'd like for someone else to cover, but you have the idea, but you're not so sure whether you could cover it or not, but you'd like to for have someone on Main Menu cover it. Again, we'd love to hear from you and hear your comments and suggestions. There's a number of ways you can get a hold of us here at Main Menu, and the probably easiest way is to come to http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org, and you'll find a comment place there on the website where you can leave us a note. Give us your contact information. Give us an email address is probably the best way to give us information on how we can get a hold of you. And someone from our staff, either Chase or myself, will get back in contact with you and get your information and see what we can work out. Again, that address is http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Welcome back, everybody, for a March Madness edition of CSUN 2014, sponsored by Hems, the Saratog Podcast Network, talking to one of its own, Jeremy Curry, host and and now consultant of High Contrast. Jeremy, how are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. How are you, Mr. Joe Stein? I am glad to actually run into you in person. You're not traveling. Uh, you're not moving back and forth on a plane or a car or boat or a train. I know, which is good when you run into me because it hurts less if I'm I in bigger things. I would say so. And it's certainly, with us being low vision, who knows how that was going to happen. It's NFL concussion time, and that's what I'm talking about. i got to go get my helmet. Well, that's why I wore bright colors so you'd see me running down the road all the way. And, and speaking of running, you guys have been busy running around. We uh, have. Doing sessions and having people come by the booth. I don't know what could possibly be new with you. Do- I haven't what, heard of anything. Any That's news possibly? quiet around here. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Way to wreck my uh, top 10 uh, AT stories of 2014, <laughs> by the way. I, that was really yeah. good of you guys. So if for those people who have been living under a rock and might not know, let's talk about what's going on here at GW. So we have this uh, partnership with a company you may have heard of before. It's uh, Microsoft. Oh, yeah, them. <laughs> And uh, back in January, we announced that uh, we've got a partnership with them. So anybody who owns Office 2010 or later, and I guess I should rephrase it, necessarily owns, but has a valid copy installed on their computer, 2010 or later, can get Windowize for free. 25-digit license keys. Exactly. And you don't have to enter those 25-digit keys again with Windowize. Once you've already done that with Office, you don't have to worry about that again. Wow. uh, Awesome. It's nice and simple. The validation, right. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the questions we get quite often because we've got a lot of people. But uh, like you said, if you've been living under a rock, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe some people don't know yet. So yeah. if you uh, want to download it, anybody can get it at windoweyes4office.com. And uh, it's in there in over 15 different languages. It doesn't matter where you are around the globe. doesn't matter who you are. You get Office 2010 or higher, excluding the starter edition. You can get it. And webinars, you guys have been doing some webinars on that too. There's a lot of materials out there for, like you said, the FAQ and, and for people who are confused about what this might be or entails because you have gotten several questions and had uh, gotten those answers down pretty pat. Yeah, the the FAQ section is definitely an important section to read on the website. We could talk about every single one of those, but I don't want to put you to sleep. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would check out those details because a lot of the questions we're still getting 
are answered in the FAQ right section. FAQ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I, I would note, you know, there are a lot of people who uh, maybe have like an old version of JAWS or something in there and they're switching over. And so we do have a, a couple different tools for those JAWS users to actually be able to use uh, window-wise, either using like a JAWS type keyboard emulator, right. uh, using the insert key layout, or if they want to learn the window-wise key for a JAWS key they already know, they can use the JAWS quick key. So if you're concerned about layouts and all that stuff, you don't even have to worry because we got you covered. Absolutely. It's an easy transition. And for free, there. I mean, why not? Why aren't you doing it right now? Yeah. Other than listening to this podcast, you could do that in the background. <laughs> You're probably listening on your iPhone. Get in front of your computer right now and go download that. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, other updates or anything coming out that people should be uh, looking for maybe towards summer shows? Or? Uh, well, we released uh, Windowize certification. So uh, if you're right. interested in getting certified for Windowize. Fantastic for trainers. Absolutely. We have a new Read It Scholar from Vision 8 International, which is an OCR distance camera with optical stabilization you can see better within 2020 and OCR to distance with this item so people should check that out and we announced yesterday that we are now working to make QuickBooks accessible we partnered with my blind spot and so that is something that actually that's been our number one request for a long long time yeah Yeah. and uh, so we're working hard on that and um, we are also showing off a little bit of Windowize 9 which is our web support completely rewritten from the ground up yeah, lots okay. of cool stuff happening. And, of course, App Central uh, still one of the best places to be able to find out some of the great add-ons and things that can be brought into the Windowize universe. Absolutely. Yesterday we were talking about uh, GW Socialize to make Facebook accessible with a separate app, you know, so give it a consistent, simple interface if you like that. As things best like that. as we can with Mark Zuckerberg playing with it every six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, people, it's not us, it's him. Go throw your hate mail at Mark. <laughs> He's got lots of money, too. Uh, yeah, he, yeah I'm, I'm quite sure we would never get over the six walls and uh, guards of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure. Uh, where can people find out more about all of this wonderful stuff other than uh, the office if they want to find out about the Read It Scholar or some of the other webinars that you hold on the site? GWmicro.com is your place. You can give us a ring at 260-489-3671, Facebook.com slash GWmicro, YouTube.com slash GWmicro, and everybody's favorite in the blindness world, Twitter at GW Micro. You twits can tweet us all you want, and uh, we'll have a fantastic time. We actually, we do a lot of interaction there, so please Absolutely. give us a shout-out. Absolutely, and keep listening to High Contrast. Uh, this man will show up occasionally and uh, spout words of wisdom even more about that than the technology that we talk about here on the Star Talk Podcast Network. Jeremy, always a pleasure, my friend. Same here. Thanks for having me. No problem. For the Star Talk Podcast Network, CSUN 2014, sponsored by HIMS. I'm Joe Steinkamp. Exhibit Hall at CSUN in San Diego, doing coverage for the Sarah Talk Podcast Network, sponsored by HIMSS. I'm here at the Bookshare booth. This has become tradition. I get to drop by pretty much every show and say hello to Allison. Hey, Allison. Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Hilliker with Bookshare. Always good to be able to catch up with you. Bookshare is uh, certainly one of my favorite organizations, for sure. Thank you. I love hearing that. It's one of my favorites, too, because not only do I work for Bookshare, but I'm also a Bookshare member because I'm blind myself. So I, I, I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it as much as I am. So, Absolutely. And, and so many people do. Uh, Bookshare has things for you, whether you are into reading fiction, whether you're a student looking to uh, get access to textbooks, maybe you're learning a new programming language and you want to check that out. Bookshare is certainly the place to be. 
Uh, let's talk about how people can read Bookshare books, because there are, of course, several different ways you can do that, right? There are so many different re- ways to read our books that it's, it's almost overwhelming, but it makes it exciting, too, and it's fun. So if you want to read on a computer, you can do that. Um, our books, they're an electronic format. They're not human-narrated audio, so the electronic format means that you can listen to them, you can read them in print on a screen for a tablet or a smartphone or a computer, which allows you to enlarge the font if you're someone low vision who wants to um, change color and contrast and size. Or you can read Braille. We have a BRF Braille-ready format. Or we have DAISY that can be read by most um, Braille devices as well. So depending on what kind of reader you are, there's a format that works for you. Um, Our newer um, formats are that our books are available in MP3. Um, You can download it. That's audio only. You can read on... um, um, portable devices like the new Victor's Reader Stream or a BookSense. Um, you can also read if you are um, have a smartphone, like an iPhone, we have an app called Read2Go. Um, that's Read the Number 2Go. And also there's another app um, out there that a lot of our users um, have reported to have good experience with called Voice Dream. Uh, yes. D-R-E-A-M. That's, um, those are two apps that both were available on the iOS um, platform. If you're an Android fan, we have a free app called Go Read um, that allow you to read that way. If you would rather stay on your computer, we have our web reader, which allows you to read in a web browser. And the fun part about that is you don't have to download the book. You just... Um, basically press enter or click on the read now button and it will load the book in the web browser and you can use your favorite screen reader or screen enlarger screen magnifier or braille display and read the book that way with the web reader and that will work in um, pretty much any browser Um, it's um, a lot of our screen reader users will say they like it best in um, safari or firefox or internet explorer but um It'll, it'll work in, um, for Internet Explorer, it'll work in, I believe it's 10 and higher. Excellent. It doesn't work in some of the older versions of Internet Explorer, unfortunately. So, right. Um, that's, um, so that's kind of a quick overview of how to read our books. Pretty much, if you have a favorite way you like to read, there's some way we'll be able to make it work for you with Bookshare. Exactly. Uh, which text-to-speech voice is being used to generate the uh, MP3 books that are available for download? I always get this question, and I, always, I believe it's called a Vona. Gotcha. I believe that's the name of it, and sometimes I get that wrong, but I am about 98.2% sure. 98.2.5, is that a thing? <laughs> that, that works. 98.6% sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure it's like Vona Voices. I um, I forget the, the, the name, but that's I, I'm pretty sure about that one. So, yeah, and the MP3s, you can download those, and, you know, it, it's all on any MP3 player. Um you know, download them to your computer and transfer them and that it works really well so people really like that so. excellent one last question I know that you all do some interesting things for students to help things remain organized and perhaps uh, to allow parents to help students right. maybe build a bookshelf and that kind of thing right so now we had a feature we introduced last year called bookshelf we renamed it. It's now called Reading List. It turns out that the term bookshelf is trademarked. Ah, who knew? <laughs> so it's called a Reading List now, and anyone can create that, whether you're a student or not. You can create a reading list, and basically it's a, a list of books that you can download later. It doesn't sync with our apps, um, but you can do it on through the website. And so on, our individual members, like non-students, would just create their own reading list and download you know, later if they want to. Um, just a way of you know listing books that you might want to read at a different point, but for students, um, a teacher can create a reading list using an organizational membership. 
and they can share that reading list with their student who will have an individual membership and uh, and that they can share that reading list and so the student can log into their account and open that reading list and then download the books at home or you know at their friends or wherever they want to access the book and read it that way and that's nice specifically for teacher recommended reading or for some textbooks that are only available through the NIMAC only available to teachers that's how individual members can get them and we're really encouraging students that even if they're on their uh, school's organizational account to really consider getting the individual subscription because that is the only way to access the web reader the web reader is only available to individual members so and the nice thing is for students, whether you're an organizational member or an individual member, it's still free. Can't um, beat free. So, exactly. <laughs> and it's also, I'll mention for the non-students out there, that free student memberships apply to not just K-12 students, but also college students, graduate students, students in certain kinds of vocational rehabilitation training programs, and also Hadley students get free Bookshare memberships. So it's a lot of different ways to access Bookshare. Absolutely. So for people who want more information or want to keep up with what Bookshare is doing, where are you on social media and all websites? Right. And we all are at Bookshare on Twitter, and we're also Bookshare on Facebook. We're also on Pinterest. Not that many um, <laughs> folks probably are looking at that. We, that is a new thing we've introduced. And we also have our Bookshare blog, which I believe is bookshareblog.wordpress.com. Excellent. And you can also just visit our website, www.bookshare.org. And you can email me, Allison H, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-H, at Bookshare.org. Fantastic. Allison, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Thank and, you so much. Uh, I love the Sarah Talk podcast, and I really appreciate getting to catch up with you at the conferences. And <laughs> Good deal. Have a, have a wonderful rest of the show, and thanks for what everyone at Bookshare does for all of us. You're very welcome. Glad you're enjoying. Happy reading, everyone. For the Sarah Talk Podcast Network, I'm Ricky Inger. Hey everyone, Joe Steinkamp once again, not in San Diego just yet. No, we're in cyberspace with more CSUN coverage for 2014 sponsored by HIMSS. And with me today is my good friend, Doug Hacker of AI Squared. Hey Doug, how is it going and how do you like cyberspace? Uh, it's it's great, Joe. I've been here before, so it's not really surprising, but thanks for having uh, me. Cool, cool. You can point out all the high points as we go along the way. And in speaking of high points, there's a couple of things you've got going on here at CSUN uh, for show. Why don't we talk first about Image Reader and what's going on with that? Sure. Um, at CSUN, we're going to be previewing our international release of Image Reader. So what we're doing, Image Reader has been out for a while now, shipping domestically. We're adding, uh, we hope to be shipping 10 localizations here, 10 different languages. Um, we are shipping them also with new uh, speech engines from Nuance, uh, the Vocalizer series. And what we're doing is making it easy for our users once they buy Image Reader we're going to deliver and give them the ability to use any of those languages without additional licensing. Um, it's basically just pick the one you want. Um, so there are no additional purchases, no additional downloads, um, but it, and it's all available on the fly. If you're here at CSUN too, the thing I'd encourage you to look at is some of the neat stuff we're doing with multilingual documents. Uh, we're doing language switching on the fly. So, for instance, if you have a German invoice with a French item on it, we should be able to read both of those to you uh, in the context they're presented in. So it's some really neat technology wow. we've done for multilingual switching on the fly. 
That is pretty cool, especially for those who are, say, in Canada or those who are learning a class like ESL or something like that. Exactly. The Canadian market is a, is a good example. And really, we came at this from literally the invoice example was exactly it. We have some, some of our dealers who sell products in, in languages that are not their own. So we'll have a German invoice with German letterhead, but the items will be in French, for example. And we've done some really cool stuff that I encourage everybody to stop by and look at. Cool. Well, you know, we're standing here at the uh, cusp of uh, iOS 7.1 and, of course, a Mavericks update. So there's been a lot of Apple updating. And it sounds like there's also some updating for ZT for Mac. Yeah. So what we're showing here at CSUN, and uh, people have heard us hint about it for a long time, is we're showing some new reading tools um, for ZoomText Mac that are right on the brink of being ready to ship. I think what we're showing will be final UI, mostly just a few tweaks uh, left in the upcoming weeks afterwards. But we're adding um, Focus Echo, Mouse Echo, and also this amazing reading tool that we're calling Web Reader that will pull article contents out from web pages and read it back to you with sentence highlighting, word highlighting, paragraph highlighting, and the great navigation and UI that you're used to with AI Squared products. Uh, we expect to be shipping that shortly. Uh, it's really cool to watch and demo, so I encourage you to look at that. Uh, when we ship the product, we'll actually be raising the price just a bit. Um, but everybody who has purchased ZoomText Mac and helped us fund the development of this product will be getting that new reading functionality as a free upgrade. So I wanted to point that out. That is incredible. And that's not all the upgrades that are out there. Of course, we're looking at Windows 8.1 that just uh, is about to upgrade in uh, April. And uh, ZT uh, itself for the Windows side is still uh, rocking and rolling as well with uh, 10.1, correct? It is. And as you know, we we were the first out there to support our full line of stuff on the Windows platform. We're running on Windows 8.1 and we're continuing to sort of backfill some of the features that we we didn't include in the initial Windows 8 release. So our product line is merging and becoming much more stable all the time. And it's really an exciting thing to watch it grow and have been out there in front of this for the industry for quite a while. Exactly. And and note, let's say that uh, 10.1 is stable. Sometimes Windows 8.1 is not stable. So uh, consult your manuals or uh, your help files accordingly. And uh, that's that's just the nature of the beast these days. And, uh, you know, it's kind of complicated and that can be really hard to navigate. But I think this is kind of the thing that you, we want to really touch on with site cues. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Sure. Um, site cues is a new product from AI Squared. Uh, and I we announced it for the first time publicly at ATIA in Orlando, Florida. I know a lot of people heard about it, but they weren't exactly sure what was going on. So um, I offered to help clear that up a little bit, and I'll explain what's going on. So SiteQs, even though there's a new domain name, SiteQs.com, it is a product of AI Squareds. We opened up another branch of the company in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and we have a separate engineering team out there working on SiteQs. What SiteQs is is a tool that a website owner would deploy on their website that would give visitors to the site built-in zooming and speech technologies with no download available on demand. 
So let's be clear what we're doing here. The, the customer, the paying customer would be a website owner or operator. So for instance, serotalk.com might come to us and say, I would like to deploy SiteQs. We would give them JavaScript code to insert into the header of their website. When a user visits the website, the JavaScript code will load the badge, the SiteQs badge that appears usually at the top of the website. A user visiting the site would simply hover over the badge and it would expand and give them the built-in zooming and speech capabilities with no download, no install, no cost to the end user. So that's the 60-second pitch. I know, Joe, that you're curious and you probably have a lot of questions, so maybe maybe rather than me sort of leading the whole thing with marketing speech, you can just ask some questions and I'll help work through it. Sure. Okay. So, uh, first thing that comes to mind is, is this, uh, a certain type of browser? Is this Internet Explorer specific or does it have to be a certain version of a browser? The tool is designed to be cross browser capable. Um, at this point, you know, browsers are all specific and they have their own quirks. We have it running on Chrome, Firefox, Safari, Internet Explorer versions 10 and 11. Um, so the tool is designed from the ground up to be cross-browser compatible. Certainly, each browser has its little quirks and stuff, so we're working through some of those on different browsers. But generally speaking, you shouldn't run into a problem if you're using one of the major browsers out there. Wow. And that's okay. also cross-platform PC, Mac as well. Oh, okay. That, that, that takes that question off the table. Uh, is, is there something that, uh, lets the user know that they can initiate it? Can they do it by, say, a keystroke or is there an auditory sound or say just tab once and you land on the badge and hit enter? Or is there a certain way that you could do that? So the website owner would position the tool generally in the upper left or upper right of the website um, so that it's very visible. People are used to, our, our research shows that many people are used to those controls you see on websites that allow you to increase font size or change contrast. So the, the user design is a bit of a riff on that. Uh, but the difference is, is when you point to the tool, what happens is the badge itself increases in size and magnifies and displays what looks like a, a commonly recognized slider to increase magnification and a talking head that you can click on to hear speech. As you increase the magnification level, the slider will announce its own capabilities to you. It will speak to you and say, to see parts of the website magnified or read to you, hover over them and press the space bar. So the tool is incredibly easy to use. It's basically point, hit the space bar to get magnification and real-time speech back to the user. So we've done a lot of research on discoverability, a lot of focus groups, and really built a very powerful tool that's yet very easy to understand and discover. That's wild. And like we had talked about with cross-platform, it's just open to all these different people that could possibly use it. But with that said, where is this position? What is the audience that you're looking for in, in adoption and use of this particular product? 
Okay, this is the the uh, product is not targeted to traditional users of assistive technology. You know, we're not going to, nor are we trying to replace the technology that a ZoomText user uses or a JAWS user. What we're doing is we're saying for that big part of the population who could use some help, and we know they're out there, who could use some help with magnification, use some help with speech. These are not only people who are with early vision loss or people who are just getting older, but people who have English as a second language, people with learning difficulties. We think there's a massive market for it as long as it's easy to use and deploy. Right now, one of the big barriers to assistive technology is doing things like paying for it, downloading it, installing it, training. So what we've done is try to remove a lot of those barriers um, for a number of people who can benefit from this who aren't the traditional users of assistive technology. Right. So familiar controls. I, I can give you a perfect analogy of how that works. My, I've been teaching my mother how to use my Xbox for Netflix, and she's had some minor success with the Kinect, but she doesn't want to touch the Xbox controller. When I went out and bought a regular TV-style remote for the Xbox, she was perfectly comfortable to arrow up and down because she has a satellite, and all of that made sense at that point. It's using regular controls that somebody might interact with daily in a website would feel more comfortable, I guess, would be a way of looking at it. Exactly. And what we've done is we've architected the product so that we can add more functionality as the user gets used to the tool that they see initially. So the initial set of controls and functionality is very light and easy to approach, but the tool can reveal more functionality the more you use it and the more you discover And the way you described it, it seems like it doesn't require that much coding or uh, extra burden on server or server load to be able to put this on a site and have it available for people. Right. From an installation perspective, I've probably installed site queues more than anything else. Um, I'll just use some examples for you. If I know my way around WordPress, I can get a site queue site up and running in about two minutes from the developer standpoint. Um, And that two minutes is just because I'm being careful, probably. Uh, So we've also architected the JavaScript code to load in as minimal amount of time as possible, impact the servers, because we expect that we'll have the kind of customers who really care about that sort of stuff. Um, Most people would never notice what's going on. Right. Yeah, the whole product, remember, the whole product is configured as software as a service. So what's happening is, you know, we're hosting the JavaScript code. We're hosting anything that needs to be downloaded to the browser from an Amazon web service that can be scaled on demand to meet the needs of the users using it. Makes sense. Okay, cool. Um, so you said that there's a specific website for that. And, of course, we want to mention AI Squared's website so you can find out about the other products we mentioned. Where can they find you, Doug? So if you go to sitecues.com, and that's spelled S-I-T-E-C-U-E-S.com, you'll see tons of information. The product itself is live on the website. You can play with it yourself. You can read all our documentation watch some nice videos about what's going on. We think we've done a really good job positioning and promoting the product. And mostly, if you're at CSUN, come out, stop by the booth, once you see it in action, I think most people in this industry sort of get it right away. And it's a pretty exciting thing we think we're on the brink of. 
And of course, to find out about ZT for Mac or ZoomText for Mac, sorry, I keep I keep abbreviating that because I'm a longtime user. So to see about ZoomText for Mac and, and Image Reader and the rest of the products? All the products are on AISquared.com. AI, spell it out, S-Q-U-A-R-E-D. And at full disclosure, I've been a longtime Zoom text user going all the way back to 1991 for DOS. So uh, <laughs> I've been, been with the product a while. So it's, it's, I thought I'd let people know that for sure because it is a product that I use just about daily. So, Doug, thank you for your time. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Happy to be here. Welcome back to CSUN 2014, sponsored by Hims. Joe Steinkamp here in front of the Freedom Scientific booth talking with Brad about the new Onyx HD, which has just been announced. Let's talk about what's so new and so great about the new Onyx. Uh, hi, Joe. Yeah, this is uh, the Onyx HD desk set. Uh-huh. It's got an HD camera okay. that uh, will focus on your document, focus in the distance, mm-hmm. or give you a self-view. And the magnification goes from 1x, and it it gives you a very clear, crisp, readable image at 1x, all the way up to 125x on a uh, 24-inch screen. Excellent. Uh, 105x on a 20-inch screen. We offer it in a 20-inch model, a 22-inch model, and a 24-inch model. And portability is the key with the Onyx, correct? Yes, the, the 20 and 22 come with rolling carrying cases with a telescopic handle. You just open the top, drop the unit right in. It ranges from about 13 pounds to about 15 pounds. It's very easy to just fold the handle down, lift it up, and drop it into the uh, to the case and roll it away. So Has, people familiar with the old Onyx might remember that you have the ability to move the camera. You can move the camera about 350 degrees on three different axes. So it's very easy to just look anywhere around your, your environment. You can say, okay, I want to look over here and swing around to the left and, and focus on it or swing around from the right, whichever is easiest for you. If the camera ends up being upside down because you swung around from the left instead of the right, we have a button on the control that just flips the image. And we have a fine button that zooms out and gives you crosshairs to aim at the object. As soon as you release the button, it goes right back to the magnification you were using. So you can look at your document, read at the magnification level, and with the enhanced mode that you read with, point it at the whiteboard or the teacher or whatever, and it'll flip right back into um, the distance magnification you're using in full color mode. Excellent. And controls, you were mentioning those. The older unit had the remote. Is Mm -hmm. that still the case with the Onyx HD? Uh, Yes, the Onyx HD uses the RF remote. Uh, What we've done is tether it to the unit. Okay. So so it comes on a cord that is permanently attached to the unit. Uh, That way the kids don't run off with it and play Xbox with it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) people have... You know, express concerns about it. I actually have the data on how often that happens. Right. And and we because you guys see the replacement orders, so you know. yes. And I can t- I can tell you the replacement orders are very very few. Right. But but it is a concern, so we've attached it. Right. Yeah. So all of this is available for a price point of this is uh, the twenty inches uh, twenty three eighty with okay. a case. It's twenty five eighty for the twenty two. Okay. And twenty six ninety five for the twenty four, which doesn't come with a case. Understood. Okay. okay. And, and, that, and it's shipping in May. That, oh, that you beat me to it, Brad. That is excellent. Yeah, yeah. Two year cool. warranty. 
Excellent. And if people want to know more about the Onyx HD, the Topaz, or any of the uh, low vision line, where can they go? www.freedomscientific.com. Brad, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Okay, good to talk to you again, Joe. You bet. For the Saratok Podcast Network, I'm Joe Steinkamp, CSUN 2014, sponsored by HIMS. Welcome back to CSUN 2014 here on the show floor in San Diego. It's Joe Steinkamp reminding you once again that this coverage is sponsored by HIMS. I'm here in front of APH talking to my good friend Larry. Larry, how's the show been so far? It's been fantastic. Good sessions, uh, good exhibit hall. Yeah, absolutely. It does feel a little busier than last year, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And that's always a good thing. And good things come in small packages like updates, huh? That is right. We've been hard at work on the uh, Braille Plus 18 update. Um, As you all know, we've been on a uh, mission to get this upgraded to uh, version 4.x, and we've actually got uh, KitKat running on it, the latest version. Oh, my gosh. But uh, the reason we haven't, and in fact, it's nice and stable, it's fast, we love everything about it, but... There's always but. It's Uh perfect but. I used to work with a lady that she'd say, Larry, this is perfect but. And I I started calling her Miss Perfect But. But uh, anyway. That sounds like a trip to HR. Anyway, you keep going, Larry. This is perfect (laughs) but Uh there's three problems. Yes, sir. And uh, they're they're all screen reader related. And, um, you know, what we did at APH uh, with the current version, I should say, is, you know, we had written our own screen reader. Mm Mm-hmm. But anybody that's using Android will recognize these three problems. Uh, one of them is that there's no contracted Braille input on text boxes in Android. Are you familiar with I that? I am. Job? I am. Yeah. You know, doing that Android show for yep, several years yep. with JJ and Anna. So the Braille Plus 18 is actually the only Android device that <laughs> gives you uh, contracted Braille input. All right. So the other one is speech in a text box. Right. And, uh, again, and that's problematic once again. Yep. Yeah, we had that problem conquered with our screen reader. Sure. And then the uh, third one, uh, you can probably guess what it is, Joe. Uh, hmm. Braille in the web view? Oh, well, there's, yeah. well, there's speech there? in the web view, too. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 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 I wasn't sure exactly. All you had to do was say web, and I would have finished the yeah. rest of that one. So uh, what we've um, actually decided to do, and I don't normally like to give our, our uh, exact plans out, but we really tried to uh, make this work with TalkBack and BrailleBack. In fact, we do have it working with TalkBack and BrailleBack, and it works good. It's just that's not quite a good enough experience for, you know, for APH. It probably, you know, Google, I guess, can say, uh, well, you know, we're working on it. Yeah, they seem to be quiet at the moment, yeah. and even here they're doing lots of sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like something's coming at I.O., Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, the good news is we're, we're going to start to, you know, continue plugging away on ours, uh, upgrading our screen reader from the uh, one we had. Right. But uh, we've got it set up now so that you can run either screen reader on it. So uh, you'll be able to turn off. Uh, and the beauty of the Android is having those choices. It is. It can get complicated sometimes, but uh, we love the flexibility and uh, what you can do with it is amazing. And how many updates has this been now for the unit? This has been two or three that I know of. Oh, at least. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got a list on our What's New page there. We've, uh, we're steadily cranking away at this thing. We believe in this product and this platform, and uh, we're, we're moving full speed ahead with it. I think that's important, especially moving it to the latest version and adding all that familiarity of what you might have already known 
to adding something that may or may not provide a better experience. Well, the fact is, increased accessibility really depends on keeping current with the platform because, uh, you know, the underlying technology is getting better by the year. And, uh, you know, with HTML5 and all this, uh, it's important for us to be using the latest. So we're committed to uh, staying up with it. It's like running after a, a, a wild uh, cheetah backwards or something. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. And the graphing calculator is here too. That's still going on very strongly. We just released an update for that on Pi Day on March 14th. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. I like that. That was and, good. Uh, got some nice features in there with... Uh, Axis uh, tick and cross indicator, sound ear cons, if you will. Right. Uh, got a new silent mode in there. Wow. Uh, so that you can set it so that when a sighted person or anybody turns it on, its default is to be silent until you touch one of the keys on that top part, and then that turns the speech on for all of it. Wow. Now, now no, that's not the default, but if you set it in that mode, it is. So that's right. good for, like, if you put it in a classroom or something and there's other kids using it. Um, and also, uh, what started it off is one of our uh, users really wanted it to be quiet when it came on and not buzz or make any noises because it's, you know, a little disruptive in the classroom. So we we did that too. Uh, So you got both those. Lots of uh, enhancements to the screen reader on it. Uh, It preserves columns a lot better as you're moving up and down the uh, calculator screen in review mode. And uh, lots of bug fixes. Cool. So we're we're also committed to uh, continuing on that. Well, it sounds like lots of things to come and uh, see and play with and touch and, of course, purchase. And where can they find all that information to buy? Booth 700, well, if you're at the show. And if you're not, it's at tech.aph.org. And, of course, follow uh, them on Twitter, which is always a good thing. Fred's head's still going strong. You and all betcha. That. Yep. So, and uh, we retweet them often on Talk, so it works oh, out good. to be a good thing. So. Awesome. All right. And, and uh, keep up the good work with that Android show, too. Yeah, absolutely. Larry. Oh, I, oh, I forgot to tell you about Nearby Explorer. We're about oh, to uh, oh, launch yeah, yeah. a... Oh, Joe, you got to see this. Okay. okay. So uh, we've got um, lots of bug fixes on Nearby Explorer, mm-hmm. but we've got a new feature, too, called the Map View. So okay. I'm going to turn this uh, on. Let me get some volume here. Uh, you, we're not going to be able to hear this in here. I'll right. just tell you about it. Okay. So you can go into uh, the menu, and there's a new item in there called Map View. And uh, when that comes on, a, a little dialogue comes up and says, um, in order to use this feature, you need to pause feedback on TalkBack. So uh, you do your gesture to do that. Right. And once you've done that... You can touch your finger on the map, and it uh, tells you wherever you're touching, just like you virtually moved there. Oh, so it's like an explore by touch on a map. Except, yes, except it's got a few extra features, and that is that you can uh, pinch and spread your fingers right. to uh, zoom the map in and out. And you, oh, can, wow. you can make you know half the world show up on the screen if yeah. you want to. Yeah. And then you can also... Um, flick left and right or up and down to move to scroll the map into view so you can explore the whole world or uh, you know just move a a few miles at a time depending on what your zoom level is and uh, you know great way to kind of explore and uh, and a free update to existing copies it is yeah oh there you go uh, also if you're interested we're uh, looking for more beta testers it's uh you know if you if you already are a user of a nearby explorer we're uh 
actually moving our beta platform over to the Google beta site, so the updates will be a lot easier for you. They'll so just nice. automatic. So, Larry, thank you for all the information about the updates, and things are going really well, and uh, I think that's great. And, again, check out that wonderful website to find out more. Thank you for your time, sir. All right, thank you. For the Star Talk Podcast Network, CSUN 2014 coverage, sponsored by HEMS, I'm Joe Steinkamp. Hey everyone, in studio this time, and for the CSUN 2014 coverage sponsored by HIMS here on the Saratok Podcast Network with my good friend Jeff Bazer from Dolphin Computer Access. Jeff, this is a little different. Um, we don't have the crowd yelling at us. We don't have uh, things flying all over the place, and we can actually concentrate on what's going on at Dolphin, huh? Hey, Joe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of different. I'm used to seeing you right in front of our booth all the time. Oh, I'll be by. Don't don't. I mean, you know, <laughs> got to be all over the swag. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm all over that. But uh, we thought we'd do some things a little different this year and give some of our good friends an opportunity to come on and not have to have the crowd going in the background and feature what's going on over there on your neck of the woods. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're really excited this year for CSUN uh, as far as Dolphin goes. We have um, two central themes going on at our booth this year. The first of which is read how you want what you want. We are introducing our Dolphin bookshelf into several of our Dolphin products. It's been in our SESO product already, but we're now moving it into Supernova and Guide. And uh, along with that, we are introducing touchscreen support for the first time with uh, Supernova and Guide as well. So uh, a, a lot of exciting things for us and really uh, surrounding those two things this year, Joe. Wow. That is uh, more product integration uh, that started with screen magnification and moving the uh, ancillary product lines into the one great Supernova, which has been around for a very long time. And I, uh, full disclosure, have been a previous beta tester for Dolphin. So I know what I'm saying uh, in that particular way. But to bring some of these other products in, this feels like a really big platform now. Yeah, I think it is. It, it is for sure. And the, the big thing is, uh, this has been our hope for a long time. We've been working with content providers to be able to really make this a viable solution. And uh, it's really exciting now because we've teamed up with folks like Bookshare and some of the other major libraries to really make this a great experience. And I just, if I can explain just a little bit about how this works, if you think of going to a website now and all the work you have to do to download a book, for example, as far as unzipping the book, getting it in the right folder, getting it on the right reader, possibly, you know, things like that. Or if you're going to a news website, for example, a newspaper site and <laughs> seeing all of the advertising and uh, animation on screen and things like that, sometimes your screen reader doesn't stay in the same place where you want it. So it can be a little tough to get at the content that you want. And so what we've done here is really simplified the experience and now made it possible for you to literally, and, and we say, read uh, what you want, how you want, because you can bring the content into our, our bookshelf program. And then you, you know, as far as magnification features go, you can set those the way you want them, use the, the speech that you want to and that kind of thing. Plus, it all happens behind the scenes as far as preparing the content. So the unzipping, the putting it in the right folder all happens by you pressing one button. So you basically search the catalog, find what you want, hit the download button, and boom, the download button then turns into a read button, and you open it in our accessible ebook reader, and you're good to go. So uh, it has really simplified the experience. 
And along with that, Joe, if I can just mention, Bookshelf also brings OCR capability into Supernova. So for the first time here, we've got the capability, if you run into image PDF files and need to be able to read those, we can do that in Supernova now with uh, OCR, at least uh, the first first line of OCR built in this time. Wow, that's a little different than adding Cicero and, and, and the like uh, back in the old day of putting up that third tab into uh, Supernova. So that's really crazy. What about exporting? Can we export that information over to other things? You had said players and the like. Uh, does that mean I have to stay within the Dolphin ecosystem or can I move that over to another device or even a smartphone? Right. So it really depends on what you want to do with it. Uh, once you've got the content there, you can. You can save it out and, and move it on to other devices. That's not a problem. We, we made sure that that capability was there because, of course, we know portability is the name of the game and taking it with you. And so absolutely, you have the ability to do all of that as well, which is probably a really a good segue into our, our touchscreen support that we're introducing for the first time. And by the way, this will be all beta software at, at this point here for Supernova. So it's going to be a great time for you guys to uh, come in the booth, take a look, see what you like, maybe even what you don't like, and tell us about it. And we'll put the finishing touches on it and have this out very quickly. But as far as uh, portability goes, you know, we were talking about this. We're introducing touchscreen capability for the first time in Supernova and in Guide as well. And we're going to be showing these on various portable devices to be able to take a look at this. We'll have it on 8 and 11 inch tablet devices. We'll have a 15 inch laptop and then we'll have it on the larger uh, 27 inch touch displays as well. So you'll Whoa. really be able to take a look at this exactly on several different places and uh, and see how you like it. So uh, that'll be a beautiful thing and you'll be able to do that with Supernova and Guide as well. Now what about some of the other products such as producer and creator and all of those? <laughs> Certainly this is kind of a a repurposing in a way of some of those products into a consumer line, but uh, some of the educational uh, uh, products are still available and still doing well, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Alive and well, we've got uh, Dolphin Publisher, which is our high-end DAISY production tool. Of course, that's for uh, human-narrated DAISY books if uh, you're going that route. And we have support now for EPUB on there as well. And uh, that is really exciting because that's, of course, the the mainstream format that these digital books are going to. So you can actually produce EPUB books now in Dolphin Publisher and with the support for the media overlays as well for images and for syncing up the text and speech. It's all there. So this is really the next level of DAISY where it's going, the next reiteration of and we're ready to do that with Publisher now. And that'll be coming an Easy Converter very soon as well. And then the other thing we're doing in Easy Converter is uh, streamlining the process for Braille embossers, the index line of Braille embossers. So that'll be coming out uh, as well. But yep, they're all still there. And uh, this is really a version of Easy Reader that we're using with our Dolphin bookshelf as well. So we've really added some of the capabilities there, too. And uh, what will be nice is with Easy Reader, you'll be able to do much of the same things. I really think people don't understand there's a great ecosystem there, products that have been built up over time, well-used and well-familiarized products in those educational settings. And this is a great opportunity for people to be able to try these things out and see what's already been working and certainly give an idea of where this can go in the future. Where can they find all this wonderful stuff, Jeff? We are, um, you mean as far as our booth goes? Oh, all of that. If you're listening to this during convention, and of course, where can they find you afterwards? Absolutely. All right. So at any time, you can go to our Dolphin website, and that is www.yourdolphin.com. 
And you can download a 30-day trial of any of these programs. And that's the beautiful thing, Joe, is that uh, we try to make it as easy as we can and as convenient as we can for folks to find us. But uh, then to take, you know, as much time as they need, really, to utilize our products and see what they think. So you don't have to worry about rebooting the computer after an hour or whatever it is. You've got 30 days to try out any of these products. And then uh, we can simply unlock any of our programs with a code if you decide you want to purchase these. So we, we make it uh, you know as streamlined and as easy as possible. So you can go to yourdolphin.com and download a 30-day demo of any of these. And if I can just tell you, Joe, uh, quickly, uh, two last things. We're going to have a chance for you to win a Windows 8 Dell tablet. So a Dell tablet with Windows 8 will be at our booth. So you can win that. You can um, register to win at our booth or at any of our Dolphin presentations. And by the way, we're going to do one of our touchscreen presentations concentrating on Guide and Supernova. That will be in the Golden Hill A and B on Thursday afternoon. So that's Thursday the 20th at 420 in the afternoon in Golden Hill A and B, which is in the Seaport Tower on the third floor. So if you want to come and uh, get a closer look at these, maybe you got a chance to take a look in the booth, but you wanted to to do a few more things, uh, you can come and check out our presentation. Again, 420 in the afternoon, Golden Hill A and B on the Seaport uh, third floor. Speech, magnification, and now OCR, and the ability to move text into many different places and devices. All that and more is over at the Dolphin booth, so make sure you go by and see them or pick up that demo Jeff, thank you so much for taking some time out and speaking ahead of time. And uh, this is kind of weird, but I will come by and not, uh, you know, see you. So it's not all virtual. It's it's an actual handshake, and uh, good to see you, my man. Oh, great to see you, Joe. And and thank you as always for all that you guys do at Cerro Talk. And uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. So thanks, Joe. Definitely go check out the Dolphin Booth from uh, a virtual place. That's right. A virtual place, not just San Diego. This is Joe Steinkamp for the Saratok Podcast Network. Season coverage sponsored by HIMS. That will conclude this week's edition of ACB Radio's Main Menu. We hope that you have enjoyed the program and that it has been helpful to you. If you would like to hear all of the content available from the Talk Podcast Network from CSUN 2014, please visit http colon slash slash www.serotech.com slash spn. You may also hear more content from the Talk Podcast Network by downloading the free iBlink radio application for iOS and Android devices. If you have any comments about this or any other edition of ACB Radio's main menu, or if you would like to contribute content to our show, please find all of our contact information and submission guidelines on our website at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. On behalf of David Tanner, host of Main Menu, and the entire Main Menu staff, I'm Chase Crispin. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Main Menu. Have a great week. And we look forward to having you tune in to another edition of ACB Radio's Main Menu next week.